Welcome to the Something Something Experience Podcast, Episode 40. I'm Michael John Simpson. My co-host with the co-most is the fantastic feline femme fatale, Kitty Brown. We're back after taking a week off while Kitty moved and I had a housewarming party. This week, our guest is punk rocker and general nerd Armando Olivas. We sat down in Kitty's new digs, Kitty Manor, and chatted about Kitty's pets, Luna and Narbles, dying for social justice, the slow but steady march of progress, marriage equality, punk rock, emo, Latino punk, the Chicano movement, comic art, social media, Jurassic World, SeaWorld, Inside Out, CGI animated movies, Old Roommates, Terminator Genesis, Super Ego, Nerd Melt, Inside Amy Schumer, Another Period, Gay Rights, Pro Wrestling, Comics, Sex Criminals, TMNT, Anthropomorphic Comics Characters, Cartoons, and Batman the Animated Series. I've got a loverly bunch of coconuts. Here's episode 40 of the Something Something Experience. Hey, <laughs> 2015. <laughs> Killer kittens from outer space. <laughs> She's going to be jingling and jangling all over the podcast. Yeah. And Narbles just sits and stares in disapproval. Mm-hmm. He's an old man. He's ten years old now. Old man Narbles. <laughs> old man Narbles. <laughs> old chinchilla. <laughs> More disapproval. Narbles is like, I take offense to that. Fuck you, people. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Fuck you. You fuck kids and your singing and your podcasts. <laughs> Well, happy Sunday. Yep. <laughs> it's a fairly relaxed. Kind of the point where the podcast is like the only good thing about Sundays. Because mm-hmm. that Sundays it's like laundry and shopping and the, the dreaded countdown of the clock until Monday morning. I, I don't know. I've talked about this a million times. Yeah. But it's worth repeating because Sundays just suck. But I wrangled it to where I get to have 11 days off from work, which includes some uh, PowerShell training. Nice. So we're all off for the 3rd of July because it's the Friday before the 4th. And mm-hmm. then that whole following week, I'm going to be in training, paid to go be going to getting training. And then that following weekend, we're going to Nevada, and, and, I, and I'm taking Monday off because I do not want to go to work after I've driven back from Nevada yeah. Yeah. on you know Sunday. So that's, you know, so 11 days off from the office is going to drastically adjust my attitude and or further you know for be a further impetus for me getting gtfo so yeah yeah you know it's important to take vacation like for mental health oh yeah yeah it's ne- it's vital it's necessary yeah it's necessary and people when i think about i used to be weird about unions when i was a kid now and i'm older i'm like yeah unions are necessary because people mm-hmm. fucking died to give us a 40 i mean like literally died yeah. to give us a 40 hour work week to give us paid vacations shot to give by us the national care. guard yeah yeah, you know? yeah 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 people literally died people literally died so women could vote people mm-hmm. literally died i mean we we whine and bitch and piss and moan about everything and and eh, first world problems but i mean in the old days people fucking died i mean yeah, I'm sure some people have died. You know, obviously, definitely, gay people have died. But yeah, but the, the AIDS the movement, crisis in the eighties, right, right. But also, you know, you know, hate crimes against gay people, blah blah blah. But you didn't hear stories about people being killed and dying you or know, institutionalized for the for the the latest uh, you know SCOTUS decision to yeah. happen. 
Um, I think not not to take anything away from that struggle whatsoever, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying. It, it, it just illustrates that there has been a general improvement, little by little, bit by bit. Yeah, the fact that people progress. don't have to fucking be killed by the National Guard yeah. and die to get yeah. something approved, you know, passed the, the law. Yeah. And now, you know, marriage well, equality is the law of the land, and now we can just yeah. call it marriage. Yeah. yeah. Going to a wedding. What kind of wedding? It's a wedding. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 I'm so stoked for that. Like, it's about time. I it's mean, about, how many yeah. other countries have had oh, yeah. gay marriage? I mean, Ireland 15, got that shit before we did. Come on. Yeah. And they're so Catholic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the abortion thing is still illegal, and, mm-hmm. and there's other things that are still illegal. But they're illegal making progress. Too. Especially yeah, they are. They are. I mean, the new Pope is... The world is moving mm-hmm. forward. The, yeah. I mean, the Pope The Pope is saying better things than previous Popes yes. have. Yeah. He's still, he's he's still, still the head pope. of the mm-hmm. most evil organization in the world, but... Um, you know, and I think it's just that this Pope has figured out PR, because yeah. the last Pope quit... Yeah. Almost immediately after getting on Twitter, right? So you know the well, internet. Well, it wasn't. Kinda... It wasn't because of Twitter. It's because I mean, it was found out later, and they really tried to do a big job of hushing it up, and it mm-hmm. wasn't in any of the major news outlets. But right. he was accused of molestation of kids. I mean, that's yeah. That's there was why, that. Yeah, but um, you what know. do you expect when you elect a Hitler Youth and a fucking right be the head of a religious organization? Right, but it's interesting that he quit almost immediately after getting on Twitter. Yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah. You know, that's that's a thing. So I feel like this new pope has sort of figured out PR because yeah. he'll say a lot of cool progressive things, but in terms of policy, like he still excommunicated a bunch of nuns in Australia for saying that they wanted to be priests. Right. You know, and right. he's still like very anti women and stuff like that. So like it's a teensy step forward that right. he's saying better yeah. things, little but I'd like progress, to see him do bit better by things. Little bit. I mean, you know, yeah. if we keep we keep you know the the right side of history, the proper correct side of history, I should say, keeps pushing and keeps pushing and keeps pushing, and and things do progress as we go along, and yeah. and and that's the thing we that gives us hope and and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So happy stuff, you know. Uh, uh, lots of people I know have their now have their marriages officially recognized nationwide yeah. Mm-hmm. in all fifty states. Now now friends of mine who moved to. Um, to Georgia can now get insurance because they mm-hmm. I've told this story before where they got to Georgia and and one of them went to go work and and called the HR or the insurance company to get her wife on insurance and they were just like and she just got dead silence on the other end of the phone it's just yeah. like I want to put my wife on insurance and blah 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 I said hello I'm like that's not available it's just like fine thank you bye click you know and, and now yeah. Now they have to. Now they mm-hmm. have to provide all those benefits. Yeah. Well, I know that um, one of the big issues during the AIDS crisis um, was the issue of marriage because, you know, partners would be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dying and, you know, their Visitation, lover couldn't see them. Yeah. The fam- family would cut them off. Yeah. And can't well, do that anymore. And even, you know, custody of kids yeah. because you couldn't joint adopt yeah. as a family. Yeah. So, like, if a partner died, the kids would go into foster care. Now that any two 18 year olds can be. Can be legally married all of those benefits fall into place and are mandated by federal law there's going to be a lot of lawsuits over the next 20 years i mean this fight isn't over 
now mm-hmm. there's a lot of governors of states shutting down uh, registrar's offices. Yeah, which is disgusting. And not allowing anybody to get married, and you know, until that laws change, you know, necessarily. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and there's still a lot of work to do. But I oh, think yeah. it's important yeah. to celebrate this victory, you know, even just as a form of self-care, because activist burnout is a real thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, no, you definitely need to dance every now and again. Hell yeah. You know, it's like, what good is revolution if you can't dance? Yeah, Emma Goldman, if I can't dance, I don't want to be part of your revolution. (laughs) By the way, hello. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know if we were recording. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was in recording. I figured. We've been going seven and a half minutes. It was definitely the doomy situation part due. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Oh, totally. So. I try to listen to as many podcasts as I can because I'm always driving. That's Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I do, too. Yeah. So, introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. All right. I am Armando, and uh, used to work at Sidewalk Dummy Records, have sold merch for tons of bands, and uh, right now write for Racket Magazine, punknews.org, and sometimes Eat Geek Play on top of working at Toxic Toast Records in Long Beach. So Nice. Living all over the place. Nice. Yeah, super nice. connected to the punk scene. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> what do they give you, like, once you earn enough punk cred? Is there, like, a button or a sticker or something? What it is is that we are given Doc Martens that give us the ability to fly. <laughs> So it's like, hey, they're eco-friendly because now you're not burning up gas, but they're so costly to make, we can only give them to you if you earn this many points. So, how is punk these days? Yeah. It's all over the place. It really depends on what you're into, because, um... Well, speaking as, like, two goth kids, like, tell us, tell us of the punk scene. Well, you you have, like, the more mainstream punk stuff, like, like punk rock bowling, where it's like... Mm -hmm. You kind of get a little bit of everybody there, and so unfortunately, you get like the punk bros. Those exist. They, they exist. Oh god! And they're like the worst. Pretty much like people who got into punk in the '90s, and then they like started being like, "Well, I'm gonna start wearing famous stars and straps and things like that." <laughs> and um, but uh, emo is becoming big again, which is interesting. What? Uh, yeah, you haven't heard of the emo revival? No, no. Well, I've heard of emo. Well, I mean, I mean. Well, I mean, pretty much everything we consider alternative music either came from one of two places. Yeah. Either came from punk or came from the Beatles, basically. Yeah. Um, and punk kind of just developed on its own. Um, you know, we, we, we all kind of know the history of original, you know, 70s punk and, and all that. But everything that we know of all is alternative all the goth all that that's all post-punk that's all yeah. Yeah. the the post-punk movement the less edgy the more you know gothy swoony stuff and the darker stuff and just just punk especially the the death rock stuff very yeah. punk very punk aesthetic very well, very punk very very garage band very very lo-fi i feel like post-punk and goth was all the punk kids who had too many feelings yeah, yeah. you know yeah. You know, if, well, you, if you didn't go to emo, you went to goth or post. Well, emo came around in the 2000s. No, emo came around in the 80s. Oh, really? With, with bands like Embrace. We've talked about this before. Oh. Like, like Ian McKay, if you look on YouTube, there's a video of him being, like, him, like, kind of criticizing the term emo core, which is short for emotional hardcore. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Well, I don't, but I don't recall, I mean, I'm a music buff, and I don't recall, and especially alternative, anything under the alternative umbrella. And I don't recall seeing the word emo to describe music maybe late 90s at yeah, the very it, it, earliest. It didn't get really huge until then, but like you still had bands like Embrace and Rites of Spring and even to like a lesser extent, like Mineral and Hum, 
or in like stuff like that. No, hum, yeah, I had, but hum was hum was a little more um, hum was kind of lumped in harder, there. harder college rockish kind yeah. of thing. I mean, uh, I love the song "Stars" is one of my favorite yeah. songs ever. I mean, in top twenty, definitely. Speaking um, of hum, they're getting back together. Wow, they're, they're playing a bunch of dates in September. Nice. But see, I always kind of lump them in with with that kind of um, kind of that uh, hard college rock, like proto frat rock, but but <laughs> without the yeah. broness, yeah. kind of like uh, Helmet and uh, um, you know songs that bands that weren't really grunge. They weren't nasty and dirty and heroin driven enough to be grunge, really. <laughs> you know, no like heroin. like like Helmet and um, uh, who else am I thinking of? Um, well, like Mission to Burma. No, uh, uh, Prick uh, and Prick was uh, Prick opened for Nine Inch Nails on one tour. Yeah. Um, Prong that was another oh, band yeah. like that. But but and Hum, I kind of kind of lumped in with that as well. Maybe even even. Uh, uh, um, Thinking of seaweed? No. Um, what's the um, shit? It's a band from Canada named after what's Ferris Bueller's uh, girlfriend? Sloan. Yeah. Sloan. Yeah. That's another band that was kind of in that vein, where there was definitely some harder power chordy kind of guitars, um, but the but the singing aesthetic was not you know aggressive. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was. Because hum is, you know, you got that those real heavy, power chordy kind of kind of guitars. But then the guy's like, she thinks she missed the train, Mars, and she's out there counting stars. You know, so it's really not quite as aggressive. You know, helmet. You know, helmet was that way too, and and you know songs like milk toast and unsung and stuff like that. So I didn't, I didn't. Hear, like I said, I didn't hear the term. I didn't really hear the term emo until AFI was being played on the radio. Yeah, and even mm. then, like AFI used to be super, super, super hardcore. Like they, yeah. I have a shirt that says East Bay Hardcore on it. Yeah. It's a yeah. black yeah. hat with six 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 on the cast. But like Davey four. was always dressing like Brian Mulko. I mean, he was always yeah. had the you know eyeliner down to yeah. his knees and long stringy mm. dark hair. And well, you know, I know for a little bit they like the, that, the that kind that. of boy that turns kitties crank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, most well, definitely. Remember I showed you that recent picture of Davey Havoc? Yeah. And you were like, who's attractive again? But yeah. Davey really was like the first emo that I ever really heard of or <laughs> thought emo. of or saw, and that was really kind of becoming a thing. And I'm like, wait, what, what happened to goth? Now it's emo, and it's it's really a separate thing, because it's yeah. much more guitar, you know, uh, crunchy guitar-driven than goth it, music. Everybody's just got feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, so that's going on. Um, ska, for some... Is, is barely clinging to life, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And this is coming from someone who really loves ska music. Ska's up to what fourth wave now? If there even is a wave, well, fourth if, or if, fifth wave. Well, I've always been the proponent that the waves came based on general booms. So if anything, we're probably like at the thirteenth wave. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because probably. It's, it's it's so many different uh, like countries across the globe have had big booms. Like Spain right now is like super into ska and reggae. So you have oh yeah, yeah so you have like the Pepper well, Pots the, or Los Granadians and things like that. Right. The uh, the the punk bands and the reggae bands, the ska bands, and even the the post punk bands all had a real mutual respect for each other. It's like Susie and the Sex Pistols and. And uh, uh, the specials. I mean, those yeah. guys all knew each other. They were mm-hmm. all playing the same clubs. They were all playing dance halls in around London, and they were all playing the same clubs. All going on the same to the same, you know, New York and 
playing CBGBs and places mm-hmm. like that. Marbles is running in the weed. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean, like, even back in the early days of punk, they were playing reggae records because there weren't punk records to play, like, in between mm-hmm. bands at the club. Yeah. So I was like, well, let's put on some of this. Well, what I'd love to hear you talk about, because you know more about it than probably anyone I know, is, like, the Chicano punk scene in L.A. Because I feel like oftentimes when people talk about punk, that's overlooked. Yeah, um, it's, well, speaking of kids, I just went to that Los Crudos show the other day, and, um, so Los Crudos were a band in the 90s, I want to say from about 91 to, like, 98, and Mm -hmm. even though they started in Chicago, Mm -hmm. um, and then they just eventually just relocated out here, and so there's a lot of, like, punk bands, primarily, like, of, you know, Mexican, but also, like, Southern American, Central American descent that Mm -hmm. are out here that kind of stay below the radar. Yeah. You know? Because I think when people think of punk, they think of, like, it being a very white scene, and that's, like, that's not true. Again, there are a lot of, you know, like... Latino punk bands yeah. here in LA, you know, or even like down in Tijuana, like they cross over, like Lenguas Largas and um, DFMK. You know, tend mm-hmm. to come out here fairly often. Yeah, and um, there's even like a vibrant ska scene that they kind of like work together. So you have like bands like Tijuana No and Inspector that have always been doing things. And I mean, it's just kind of always been around, but like I said, it never really cross into the rest of like you know the u.s it's mm-hmm. primarily like a southern like a southwestern thing so you go to like yeah. arizona or Cal- southern california or mm-hmm. you know, new, mexico, new mexico yeah you know places like that what would you say are the top five like latino punk bands it's i don't know if i get if i could say top five but i would say number one on everybody's mm-hmm. list is going to be los crudos Okay. You know, like, they're, like, a huge definitive hardcore. And some and some people might even limp, lumpress, limpress, lumper, limpress <laughs> into that, which is Martin's uh, follow-up band. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, Martin, the lead singer of Los Crudos, um, is, is uh, he's openly gay. And yeah. so when Los Crudos, like, broke up, he started Limpress, which is, like, a very, like, straight-edge, like, you know, pro-gay, like, hardcore band. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of pro-gay Latino bands and everything, I was so shocked that uh, when the gay marriage ruling came out, nobody posted Ozo Motley's Gay Vatos in Love. Like, somebody did. I, I did. Saw, I, saw, I saw somebody else posted it, too. I don't oh, okay. Who it was. Nobody in my feed did, and, like, I got home at 7 o'clock. I'm like, okay, I need to fix this. Like, I live in L.A. This needs to... This needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I didn't even post it. I feel ashamed. <laughs> but then I was, I, then I taught you the meaning of the word Simon. Yeah. Of yeah. What? A, a Simon, like it's kind of like it's a, it's like a Mexican like slang for like yeah or like awesome or like right on. Yeah. You know, because I was like, she's I'm listening to like a gay vato or whatever. I'm like, oh Simon, and she, but. It's called Simon. Right. Yeah. And then so she was like, wait, what? And I had to explain it to her. Well, because this is all over text message, too. So yeah, I sure, just sure. thought, like, maybe well, it was well, an autocorrect well, fail. Yeah, well, there was, like, a Coors Light commercial that or they, like, they kind of, like, parodied. It was a Spanish-only one. And I guess at one point, like, the guy's like, Simon. <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I was always wondering why you said that. Because, yeah, I've seen the, the silver bullet, you know, the Spanish silver bullet commercial several times. And I was always wondering why he says Simon in the middle of that. Yeah. That, huh? So that's exa- so now Weird. you know. Weird. Yeah. Weird. See, educational, getting a yeah, Spanish yeah, yeah. <laughs> slang yeah. lesson. It's weird. I mean, I was so... And the wheel of the narbles is turning. <laughs> Um, he keeps turning, turning, turning. <laughs> Narbles is on turning. Eventually, I'm gonna hook his wheel up to a battery so he can like power my coffee maker or something. 
Yeah. So your whole apartment one day will be Narbles powered. Yeah, totally green, renewable energy. <laughs> totally gray. <laughs> gray energy. Yeah. Oh, Narbles. Yeah. Narbles light. That's our word. <laughs> That's our word. Only we can use that word. <laughs> yeah. But so we're talking about like Chicano, like punk, and like ska. Mm-hmm. Um, there's sure. a, like another big band is like El Gran Silencio, and they're kind of more mainstream, but they're cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny, they're, they're, like they have enough like international success that they've like been able to play Coachella and stuff like that. Which oh, is, cool! Yeah, um, not so much punk, but more like ska, but like very like ska punky is uh, La Maldita La, La Maldita Vecindad. Um, and, uh, so they're from, like, Mexico City, and so they've been doing stuff since the 90s, and they're really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm more, like, Mexican, or, like, Chicano, well, I guess this is Mexican, because they're not from here, but, uh, Mexican ska than I am punk, but I always try to find other bands. Like, there were a bunch of new bands that were, op- or not new, new-ish bands that were opening up that show on Wednesday. It just uh. sucks, because I missed them all, because I got there so late. <laughs> well, it was a matinee show. It was, like, doors were at four, and the headliner's on at seven o'clock. Because all the old punks have to get to bed, like, I early. Get, maybe the- <laughs> Maybe the Ukrainian Cultural Center had something going on. Maybe. You know? And it's funny that there's, like, a Mexican, like, Chicano punk show at the Ukrainian Cultural Center mm-hmm. on Melrose, which is a thing. Yeah. Chicano means specifically Mexican-American, right? Yeah, okay. a Mexican who's just born over here. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, some people, like, who could be considered Chicano don't usually identify as such, Right, though. right. Chicano political... is kind of an outdated term, pretty well, much. It's, I mean... it's more so, like, the, the political thing. Than anything else, because like being Chicano was more of like being like leftist or progressive, uh, you know. Because like even at UCR, like I was always uh, doing stuff with the Chicano Studies program. Like CSB uh, was always doing stuff out there. Well, there was like a Chicano movement in the eighties. I remember mm-hmm. I, I grew up in Colorado, and my parents lived, and my dad and stepmom lived in Chicago. And Chicano was a big word; it was a big identity for a lot of people in Colorado. Yeah. And then it just kind of went. I moved to California, and I hardly ever hear Chicano ever. It's Latino. I always hear Latino, Latino, mm-hmm. Latino. Yeah, it's, and, it's it's weird. And and yeah, it's like that term just kind of became de classe for after after a time. And yeah, it's 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 funny how language evolves and 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 how I, I I've been my awareness of how people I identify personally has mm-hmm. has increased dramatically in the last probably two, three months, especially a lot of it due to a lot of the podcasts that we've been doing, a lot of mm-hmm. the guests we've had. And so it's always interesting to me being a, you know, white, dumb white guy about how people identify themselves and, and, and it, it, it's always interesting to see that. So, and how that changes and evolves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's definitely a term that has, is not used as much as others, but it's still around to an extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like maybe it's just at UCR where it was like, they always said, Oh, we're the most racially diverse UC in the system. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, so we had like an African studies program and, uh, Chicano studies program, you know, I think, uh, yeah, there was Chicano studies at all the and, universities in Colorado. And, and, and there was a, there's just so every like little you know, group had like their own like program center out like in the in the hub is what they would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Luna's just so distracting right now. <laughs> She's so comfortable <laughs> on, my, on my leg, on my face, falling asleep. But I'll deal with it. For Luna. Yeah, we're here yeah. at the new uh, 
Costa to Kitty Brown here, yeah. the brand new digs. Kitty Manor. I do like Kitty Manor. Kitty Manor works, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's uh, it's awesome. You got the giant uh, Wonder Woman poster up on mm-hmm. the wall, which so. was just got put up in the yeah. last hour. Yeah, we happy. just put that up. It makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me happy too. Those are my child. What if I had known, I would have worn my worn those chucks yeah. today. I'm just well, doing the basic black today. So yeah, it was like it was hard to find that Wonder Woman poster because like I bought the Spider Man one like a couple months ago, uh-huh. and like you know they have a bunch of different superheroes like Batman. Superman, the Hulk, Spider-Man, like, Captain America from, like, DC and Marvel. And the Wonder Woman poster was always, like, sold out or they didn't have any. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's the one I really want is the Art Deco Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool. It's not quite like a Paul Dini type yeah. Uh, type type artwork, but it definitely has that kind of uh, deco aesthetic. Yeah, I think the Spider Man one that Marvel put out is a little more along the art deco lines because it's you know very vertical. Oh yeah, that one it's looks a the lot font. more. That yeah. one looks a lot more Paul yeah. Yeah. especially no. the font and stuff. Looks did, yeah. very did, did either of you see that new shirt that uh, limited edition shirt that Marvel just put out this weekend? No, it's like a women uh, cut shirt, and it's mm-hmm. got like. I think from, it's got S- Spider Gwen, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, Silk, and I think uh, Spider Woman on it. it looks oh my god, badass. I need this! You, yeah, it's uh, cool. it's online yeah. now because uh, was it Jill Pantazzi? Is that how you pronounce her last name? Like from Mary Sue, like posted about yeah, it, yeah. and I was like, I kind of want to turn this into a back patch. I just don't know if I want to pay twenty eight dollars for a back patch. I've been absolutely adoring the Mary Sue. I really just got kind yeah. of turned on to uh, Mary Sue from Chris Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned me on to Mary Sue. Wait, um, you didn't know about the Mary no, Sue? No, oh not my at God. all. I haven't For really shame. ever seen any. Well, I'm, I mean, I only, I only, I only get. I, I have very limited time to go in in pursuit of of online stuff and blogs yeah. and things like that. Because you so, posted some Mary Sue articles right, that I posted. Right, only after Chris Murphy had started posting a bunch of stuff after mm. we had the podcast okay. with them. So Yeah, yeah. Mary Sue is great. Yeah, yeah very cool. Speaking, Jill's leaving, too. Yeah, yeah I, I saw that. Yeah, That's I a bummer. about that, yeah. You know, like where I tweeted to her, I tweeted to her on, 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 on the tweet box. Uh, <laughs> the tweet box. The good, tweets. Good luck on your new uh, on your new endeavors, and she uh, she liked that back, so that was nice of her. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I know she's taking a break of sorts. So I've been that. getting a lot of a lot of Twitter love lately. It's been crazy. I um, is that a Tie Fighter cat toy? It probably is. Holy shit! I wouldn't be surprised. Wow. Yeah. But um. So. But yeah, I've been getting a lot of Twitter love lately. It's pretty cool. I mean, crazy people out of out of all walks are adding me on Twitter. Are you just using your hashtag game? Is it strong? I've been doing that. Yeah, yeah. I used. I love me some hashtag games, and uh, I've been doing that a lot. Um, I'm, I've been. Let's see. How many? How many Twitter 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 followers am I up to? What like four hundred ish? Maybe. It's not doing too bad. Nah, two fifty four. Oh, I, I overestimated. I was, I was like, oh, I got four hundred. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's way more than I ever expected. It's funny. I had Twitter in back in two thousand nine, and I got rid of all my online accounts except for Facebook. And then once I started the podcast, I a few months ago, I think I told this story before in the podcast, but I went back in, and, and my old handle was still available because yeah. I'm the only Saint Michael spelled my way in the world. Yeah, and so it was available, so I took it back and been using it, and it's been growing in popularity. Yeah, which you're, is you're, much, you're much more active on the Twitter than this one over here. Yeah. I, I mean, I try. It's you, just I forget. Twitter, Twitter is, a, is a thing. Twitter is a time commitment, and I yeah. only do it whenever I think about. It. Really, I, I to, to be to be perfectly honest, I only really do a lot of tweeting when I'm bored at work. <laughs> well, t- for me, Twitter's like it's when I'm sitting in traffic, when sure. I'm waiting in line for something. Mm. So. 
Yeah, plus I like I follow all like my favorite right, news right. sources, so it's honestly just an RSS feed for me. And and I've kind of it took me a long time to really kind of wrap my head around the way Twitter really is, and it really is just a snapshot in time. You really mm-hmm. don't have the time to sit and read absolutely, especially the more followers, you more people you yeah, follow, yeah. you don't have time to read absolutely everything. It's really just to try and get a snippet, a snapshot of now that they have this new feature where you can highlight certain people or something yeah, like you, that. You, so can, you can make a tweets, list of right, your favorite their tweets people. go to the top of your list, and you make sure to see all that stuff but people are like hey did you see this suite I'm like oh no I didn't get to see it and then I go back and watch it and see it yeah. later but it's one of those things that I but I've been I've been tweeting certain things lately and, and getting a lot of feedback like um, certain things with you know about Android updates and obviously certain stuff with marriage equality and, mm-hmm. and things but uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's more of a distraction than anything else mm-hmm. yeah. oh, no. most definitely that's where I got all my wrestling news <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of movies lately. I mean, it's about you know, I run a media podcast. I should see a few movies. I uh, yeah. we saw um, uh, Jurassic World a few weeks ago, which I yeah, really enjoyed. That, that was fun. And then, um, uh, although I also um, there's been a lot of uh, it's doing very very successfully. But then there's also been some some uh, kind of Bechtel testy backlash about the movie, about this and that, mm-hmm. and some of the choices made the movie. But I don't know. I I didn't hold. There's certain films and Hollywood in general you can kind of hold up to a standard, but I don't think that necessarily every single film has to completely toe some line politically. I think mm-hmm. some movies can be a little bit more. I mean, obviously. Yeah. The fact that the main character in the movie was a woman—that's that speaks volumes. You're talking about Inside Out. No, no, no I'm talking, talking about I'm talking about. Um, uh, oh, Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, like I said, little steps we make, little steps in certain mm-hmm. directions, and I don't, I don't think it's necessary for every single movie that Hollywood puts out to be yeah. held, held to this egg in front of a candle test of, of does it meet these requirements yeah. and some movies can just be mindless fun and that's well, kind of how I saw Jurassic World yeah it was definitely dumb action fun and like yeah. my my biggest gripe, spoiler alert everyone stop listening now if you haven't Whatever. seen the movie, but my biggest gripe was that uh, Chris Pratt and uh, the scientist hooked up at the end, it's like yeah, what? That, that seriously? Was that, that was not in the original script, they improv that they what? improv that that kiss. Uh, they improv that kiss. That was a okay. Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard decision. Mm-hmm. All right, not in the script. Damn it, Chris Pratt. Yeah. 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 Stop being so charming and handsome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, well, the, the but the thing was, that it was established early on that they dated and didn't didn't work at the you know toward the beginning of the film Act One. Yeah. It was determined that, that that's what happened. Yeah. And this other thing. She didn't completely, utterly, totally just balls to the wall fall for him. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where they both did things, they both did badass stuff, yeah. and they both kind of, kind of like in in not quite to the degree of Mad Max, but mm-hmm. but they both surf the story yeah. with action. Well, she and lets with the T Rex out to fight right, the right. genetically modified dinosaur. Right. That was her idea. Yeah. That was her moment. That was her light bulb. That was her moment. That was her yeah. thing, her decision. And so I think the fact that both of them, it wasn't one person going after the other. Right. They both saw each other and just went, you know, and yeah. okay. I'm I- okay with that. It wasn't that thing of, of 
man does heroic thing mm-hmm. and woman's ovaries go warm and yeah. she <laughs> went on him. Yeah. It was a thing where they both were impressed, equally impressed with each other yeah. and went, mm-hmm. you know what, we're going to do this. Boom. Yeah. So. Well, one thing that I noticed was the uh, parallels between like the park and SeaWorld. Oh, like yeah. it definitely felt yeah. like SeaWorld. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that was that was interesting. I the SeaWorld thing is a weird thing for me because I love SeaWorld. Absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I do agree that orcas should no longer be held in captivity. Yeah. But that black fin movie was a crock of shit. It was it was a biased, horribly researched, horribly loaded, front loaded, heavy handed piece of propaganda. Um, yes, Which is definitely cut into SeaWorld's profits. Like, they're doing terribly. Right. But I think that SeaWorld could do well. They do treat their animals better than a lot of other things. They do think, but I agree that, that orcas should no longer be taken from the ocean and put into parks for entertainment. Yeah. Now, the rehabilitation work and the things that they do, that is completely undeniable. They do more, fund more money into research, fund more money into, they take more of their quote-unquote profit and stick it into research and funding and animal rescue and rehabilitation and oceanside oil spill cleanups, etc., etc., etc. They do a lot of good. They are blazing out their orcas, and I think that's a good thing. I do agree with that, but I don't think SeaWorld should be completely shut down. I don't think they're an evil corporate, horrible, evil corporate organization. I don't think that they are the bane of, you know, mm-hmm. of animal kind, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, I mean, for me personally, I'd like to see no more wild animals in cages. Like, you know, I'm vegan. I've been a bleeding heart animal lover since I was a kid. Like, that's just how I grew up. And also, like, empathically, it's like, well, I wouldn't want to be stuck in a tiny cage all my life. Like, that fucking sucks, you know? Um, But especially with, like, you know, marine mammals. Like, they're so smart. Like, we have tests showing that, you know, dolphins are, like, you know, as smart as children and everything. And it's like... I just don't think it's morally right to keep an animal like that in captivity and make them perform dumb tricks for our entertainment. The like, vast majority of the animals that they have are, are rehabilitated from animals that can't really yeah. go back out into the wild. Yeah. They find these animals in bad condition, beached mm-hmm. on, you know, a beached or, right. or injured survive. or in nets yeah. or, or injured or whatever, and they're unable to... They do rehabilitate thousands of animals every year. Yeah. They... They, they they bring in nurse back mm-hmm. to health and re-release. Well, they gets... do that on a huge scale. Yeah. But a lot of the animals, like a lot of the sea lions, they're blind mm-hmm. or they're injured or yeah. they're they're old or they're we you know they yeah. have some kind of problem where they can't survive. Well, there's um, a sea lion rescue both uh, in San Pedro and uh-huh. in Laguna Beach, uh-huh. and they run into a lot of animals like yes. that where it's like if you go back in the wild, you're gonna die. Right. Like Hit I, by a propeller, yeah. caught in a fishing net, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And like I understand that, but there's like a lot of places like especially in third world countries you know or like in mexico or thailand where they have like the swim with the dolphins experience and those are just wild dolphins that they catch you know take out of the wild and put them in captivity again for our entertainment and 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 it's not okay the world is very publicly and and being able to paper trail trace money Mm -hmm. against that and and funding projects against that 
Yeah. You know, they funded money to Greenpeace, to, and they fund, funded money to stop whale hunting. And mm-hmm. they they do a lot of good, and yeah. they're not perfect. They're not they're not squeaky clean completely, but they're also not this evil, horrible organization that Blackfin makes them out to be. Yeah. yeah. I've just I'm not I don't really have much of an opinion on SeaWorld in general. I just was never a fan, mm-hmm. so I just don't go out of fact. It's just not that exciting. But you know, I would rather the animals not be. A spectacle. It's like I'd rather yeah. see it be less of a theme park and more of an aquarium. Sure, you know. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. sure. But trying to get kids, little kids, to it's, go it's just tough. to go to an aquarium yeah, tough. in this yeah. day of electronics and this day yeah. of this and that, you got to have some kind of a show to put on to get people to get bums and seats. And yeah. I and I do get that to a certain degree. Um, the animals that can't be put back into the wild, teaching them these things to do, these tricks, and they, yeah. it's an athletic thing, it's a workout thing, it's an exercise yeah. thing for them. They're fed very well. They're they're given you know medicine. Their mm-hmm. their nutrition is properly balanced, and they're very very well cared for. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, don't they have rides there? They have like, a, like two or three, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they, they, have maybe, they have amusement park rides, you're right. So but you can maybe can, focus more on the rides and sure, somehow sure. make them educational? Sure. I don't yeah. Know. Well, my aunt is um, one of the top marine biologists at UC Davis, and I've talked with her about this, and she was like, it's it's so hard, because on the one hand, you need people to see these animals, so that way they care about Empathy. them, and like, you know, they understand, like, there's a problem with the oceans, and it teaches people, like, about conservation, but... On the other hand, it's like, well, these are very smart animals in captivity, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's (laughs) got to be a balance, and I think SeaWorld achieves that balance better than anyone else, Mm -hmm. and or or comes closer to it than anyone else. Are they perfectly balanced? Probably not, but but I I, I don't... I I, I agree that, like I said, I agree that the orcas need to... The orca thing needs to stop. They need to stop breeding them. They need to stop, you know... They need to get to the point where they're just caring, basically caring for these yeah. animals and letting them go to an old age, and then mm-hmm. you know taking care of them when they die, and then uh, you know when they're going to die and that kind of thing. But then you know they need to stop. Mm-hmm. They need to phase out the work program. Yeah, well, yeah. Just to bring it back to Jurassic World, you know, yeah. like when um, they showed that one. Uh, I can't remember the name of the dinosaur in the water, but right. you know, like they showed it doing tricks and right. everything. I the was one like, that comes out to do that. Yeah, right. with the yeah, shark yeah, and all of that. Very like too. the splash zone, yeah, right. that was yeah. that was very very Sea World. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh mm-hmm. man. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because I still haven't seen it yet. Um, oh shit! I gave you a spoiler. If you like yeah. the Jurassic, well, if you yeah. like the Jurassic Park, uh, you know, uh, franchise, I like the it's, first it's, two. It's it's. I did not like the second one. Oh, but, I love um, the second one. The, uh, <laughs> give, the first, give, give me more Goldblum. The first, <laughs> the first two acts of the second one, great. Act three, I walked out. Oh, so. dude, that was I. I wanted people getting dumb in San Diego with all that riding. That was the best. It was the Japanese tourists. I said I turned to my ex, okay, my yeah. wife at the time, and said, "If there's a Japanese tourist running away from quote unquote Godzilla, I'm out of here." The, Next scene, Japanese tourist, I'm out. Okay, I, that I, was I, dumb, I but I was out. also like 11, so I yeah. wasn't up to yeah, speed I was back in then. My 20s at the time. Yeah, the second but, one was where the dinosaurs go in the cargo container and they run around. Well, and no, they, they, they bring back or whatever. T- they bring back the T Rex. Yeah. Try and open up the park in San Diego, right? right because right. that seems like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they brought bo- both T Rexes, or at least one of them. In the, they brought the baby, and they brought the mom. Yeah, and just yeah. the mom escaped. Right. Yeah. Well, it was you know it was if you think about it though it's dumb because like the uh, the 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 captain of the boat like you just see his arm on the steering wheel, but if the T Rex is 
captured, how did it get eaten in the first place? Granted, like I said, 11-year-old me didn't care, but 27-year-old me wants yeah. answers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's why the second one didn't hold up. I mean, the, and then you have the, you have the, the, who seemed a very token black person stepdaughter in the film, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Jeff Goldblum stepdaughter uh, of African-American descent, yeah. and she did not good enough to make the high school gymnastics team, but she good, she's good enough to, she's good enough at gymnastics and finds the uneven bars that just happen to be in the upper hey, that was cool. of a greenhouse and kicking rap velociraptors hey, out 11 of 11-year-old me thought window. that was amazing. It was like what awesome, badass female shit. character. Yeah. I haven't However, seen your take on any rap. Jurassic 3, love Jurassic Is that Lost 3. World? No, the no, second Lost one was Lost World. The third okay. one the third is Jurassic one is, Park There's 3. no gold bloom, and it's... Uh, it's Sam Neill, and uh, this one that's the one with uh, William H. Macy and, and uh, Taya Leone, and they're going looking for their son, and they con him. Oh, and yeah. And I, I didn't like that like one because I hated that couple. I hated William well, H. Macy Well, you're supposed to hate them. You're supposed to But I hated it too much. It won't be over the, hey, you should hate them enough to enjoy this movie. No, I just hate them. Oh, yeah. speaking of... But uh, Sam Neill is enough to oh, carry that movie on his own, and and he, he does a really good job of it, and it's very action-y, and then the, the, the dino fight between the Spinosaurus Egypticus and the truck T-Rex was out. That, that was awesome. And then also the pterodactyls was pretty good, too, so... I mean, I think that, like, whoever's writing, you know, all the Jurassic Park movies knows that what the audience wants in every single one is a T-Rex fight. Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, all yeah, we yeah. want. That, that's yeah. that's the main us. event, like, like yeah. Well, that was the thing about like they, a, up, they up the ante every movie. They make it bigger, make the the creature bigger and more dangerous. Yeah, more deadly. yeah. The first one was the was the T Rex mm-hmm. and the and the Raptors. Second one had, was two T Rexes. Yeah, and then and then you got the, the the mom and baby in San Diego, and then and and then there was also the Raptors. Uh, there was the whole thing with the Marines and the cornfield, yeah. and and uh, and then the third one. You got the Spinosaurus Egypticus, which is bigger than the T Rex. It kills the T Rex, and we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then the fourth one, well, we, we, you know, it's it's yeah. the new hybrid thing that they covered in the trailer. So, um, but it's uh, which, um, yeah, yeah. The, the fourth one was good. I mean, it, it was fun, and it was like I said, it was just kind of mindless fun. Yeah, yeah. That's what I've been telling people is that it's dumb action fun. Yeah, I'll end yeah. up seeing it on Wednesday because there's a, a drive-in near my house, and so they do double features, and so this Wednesday's double feature is Jurassic World and the new Terminator. So oh. I'm about to get my dumb on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I probably will go see Terminator again. Like, just because. Yeah, we're going to watch dinosaurs take over the world. Did you see that? Speaking of that, going back to uh, marriage equality, that thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah, Austin Vista. Yeah, yeah. The guy's like, oh, man, I'm going to say I'm disappointed, Arnold. I can't like this. And he's like, Austin Vista. He's like, baby. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. like, I support marriage equality. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one last thing about uh, Jurassic World. You guys saw the Mary Sue pointed this out. Um, on the toys, they changed all the pronouns. They're yeah, her to him, and it's like in every single movie they've always they're said they're female. girl dinosaurs. They're all female. Yeah, like I mean, I don't think the kids care about the gender of the dinosaur. No, they don't. Right. They don't. And it's a like, female oh, dinosaur man. is just as deadly and aggressive as a yeah. male dinosaur. It's like, this velociraptor is a woman. I can't play with this. Like, are they worried that like little boys are going to catch the gay or something? Maybe. Like, why would you? Yeah, it doesn't make any know. sense. And like. I've seen, you know, parents posting that, like, their nerdy kids are like, this isn't right, it's not like in the movie. So, like, little boys are upset that it's They're not according it, yeah. to canon, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> who is Who is this, the company they put out this was Hasbro? Or Hasbro. It? Yeah. Damn it, Hasbro. Yeah. Hasbro. <laughs> um, so I also saw Inside Out, and I've been kind of off 
unfortunately, not by not by like purposely a boycott or anything like that. I've just kind of been off the Pixar train for several years. I didn't yeah. see Big Hero Six when it came out. I didn't see Frozen. I didn't see well, I mean, Frozen I did, was Disney. Well, st- yeah, and yeah. I did, but I didn't even see Brave when it came out. And so we went and oh, saw. God. I, Lily won- I wanted to see Inside Out, and I've been hearing about Inside Out since I interviewed Christian at uh, yeah. Pixar Studios, yeah. and I've been hearing about Inside Out since then, and I've really wanted to see it, and we went and saw it. Just fucking delightful. The the, the, the opening short, uh, I was just sat there, and might as well just, I, it was a good thing I wasn't gothed out that day, I would have had eyeliner all over the place, <laughs> I was weeping like a baby. You the don't opening, have waterproof eyeliner? The, uh, I, I know, we talked to Doomy about wearing different makeup, but I wasn't wearing any, so I was in good shape, but I was just sitting there crying the whole time, and, and, and... The, fir- the 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 opening short it's called lava it's so cute it's like a little song about yeah. a, lo- a mountain that falls in love you know a volcano that wants to be loved and it's Aww. just oh my god it's so good <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then yeah inside out oh the voice talent and the way it's written and the story they just have Pixar just has such a gift for stories of real human compelling real human emotion and real human you know storytelling it's yeah. it's so damn good yeah. and the voice acting in it is amazing and just it was funny and it was touching and it was it was just it was so everything it, it, and it was just so goddamn right on being the parent of a, of a 12 year old girl who's now 14 but but being yeah. a parent of, of that age and knowing all the, the trials and tribulations of all that it's just so goddamn dead right on, and even even made me the thing that made me cry so much was it hearkening back to the way I felt about things and not being able to express myself and not being listened and not being mm-hmm. heard as a kid, you know. Yeah, and yeah. that it just hit all those points so well. Because this is the one where it's like the feelings have feelings. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. just the way to put it. Well, yeah. basically, it, it's it, and and it's such a good. It's a good feminist movie because mm-hmm. the main story is a, the main character is a girl. It's a little girl, yeah, and and lots of female characters in it, and mm-hmm. and all of the uh, uh, several of the three of the voices inside the girl's head are female, yeah, and they're always talking about the well, girl. It's, uh, and it's Amy Poehler, Mindy Amy, Kaling, Mindy um, Kaling, and um, I always forget her name. She's from The Office as well. Uh, I know. Uh, glasses, dark hair. Always forget her name. Ugh. She okay. played Phyllis on The Office. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bill Hader. Love Bill Hader. Anything he's in. And uh, Louis Black is anger. Perfect. <laughs> sounds <casting>. perfect. <laughs> and then, but then you can see in the, inside the other people's heads, too. You get a glimpse in the parents' oh, yeah. heads a little bit and everything. And that was a lot of fun, too. And, and oh, who, uh, who played the parents against? What, Paul Rudd? And uh, Paul Kyle Rudd? McLaughlin, I thought, was the dad. Yeah. No, I don't remember. I, I thought it was Paul Rudd. No, Might have, I think it was Kyle MacLachlan yeah. and I don't remember. Agent Cooper. <laughs> yeah, but it's it just so good. And and the main character is the girl, but then the main emotion is her joy, and that's Amy Poehler, and yeah. and completely carries the story, completely solves the problem, goes to another woman to help, and and the basic thing about the movie is it's a good gothy message too. Oh yeah, that we need our pain. 
We need that. That is we goth need, as fuck. We need our pain. <laughs> we need all of our memories to not just be happy, to be, but to be rainbows of all of our emotional experience mm-hmm. in those memories, those core memories, in order to make us more, more well-rounded people. We yeah. need our sadness. And what a great, well-rounded, not fluffy bunny Disney message. Yeah. You know, yeah. which I really, really liked. So after we saw that, we went home, and I was like, you know, I, I was talking to Danny and Lily in the car, and I'm like, you know, I haven't seen Brave, and they're like, <gasps> and Brave I haven't is seen, so good. I haven't seen Frozen, <gasps> and I haven't seen Big Hero Six. <gasps> so I went home and obtained them, and <laughs> we we sat and had a had a, a, a 3D animation festival. Nice. We watched yeah. Brave, and oh my God, what an amazing movie! So, oh my God, I love it. So again. Female characters, yeah. female characters, female characters. Big story. The big thing about owning your fate and yeah. really uh, making your own way and making your own decisions for your own life mm-hmm. and and being able to speak up and have yeah. a voice. And oh, what well, a great movie! Brave has a really, really special place in my heart because it came out like literally a couple weeks after my mom passed away, and it's a mother daughter story, and it's totally. them like reconciling so I just like the first time I saw it I was nothing just but mess. tears yeah, like I was a wreck I was like oh, oh yeah, god yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was weeping weeping like a baby yeah. too it was good yeah. and then they got all Scottish actors except for Emma Thompson they got all Scottish actors yeah. and John Ratzenberger was in there somewhere too as one of the guards yeah um, they got Scottish actors to play Scottish people and how mm-hmm. great is that and Billy Connolly and Craig Ferguson yeah and, and uh, <laughs> Kelly Kelly McDonald and and just so great to have all those actors playing those people and what a great story and the music was good yeah. and it wasn't well I feel like there's so many like father son movies like even exactly. just amongst Disney there's exactly. a ton of father son movies but there's not a lot of mother daughter movies right. so it was really right. good to see that and you know it it sucked because Brenda Chapman got taken off the project halfway through and I think they brought like Brad Bird in to co-direct or something and like when the movie first came out she stayed silent but you know I think like six months later she's like yeah that really hurt because this was a very personal story about me and my mom and they were just like hey we need this other director to come in and make this movie appeal to boys because money you know and it's like it's that Hollywood sexism that, like, oh, if we don't have something actiony, if we don't, we don't do something, peen. yeah, we don't have peen making an appearance, boys aren't going to be into it. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you can you can tell like the whole story with the demon bear and all that was right. just added in right. later, and I right. think it right. made right. the movie overall even weaker. Like they should have just let it be the mother daughter reconciling, you know, movie. Well, but I think though the thing with the bear and and her turning into a bear and yeah and. and they made it make sense. They right. made the demon bear story make sense. Kind of, but, like, you know, it, to me, felt a little, like, just thrown in there at the end. Like, oh, and now you must defeat the demon bear, you know? Well, but I thought that that was a natural conclusion. I mean, yeah, it was kind of predictable, but I thought that was a natural conclusion to the movie that, that they're going after the mom, and they're going after the mom. <laughs> Spoilers! They're going after the mom. <laughs> it's been um, out a while. Yeah, yeah, they're, 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 yeah, that's, yeah 2012. Uh, um, they're going after the mom and thinking that that bear's the demon bear or a bear or whatever, and of course the demon, the real demon bear is going to show up, and that makes sense. And and because yeah. you, you got to you got to take care of this thing that they couldn't do at the beginning, because yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be a Disney or a Disney movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. I still I still love that movie. Like it's just, uh, yeah. 
I mean, for watching, I haven't watched it since it came out on DVD. The first and the, time. the the thing that I, that we all noticed was her hair, the way because I, I hair is one of the things I really paid attention to in the Incredibles. Yeah, and they took that to an even further step. That giant, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just kind of almost mishigas of hair. Yeah. Just this explosion of tumbling red curls. Yeah. And, and just these individual strands. And oh my god, it was masterful seeing that. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Incredibles, they're finally, finally starting to work on Incredibles 2. Yeah, yeah. They When we were up there with, with Christian, uh, or when I was up there with Christian interviewing him at uh, Pixar, they had, it was a little bit of a hush hush thing of yes, they're working on Incredibles too, and they, mm-hmm. we couldn't talk about them on the podcast, but yeah, we knew about that. So yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited for that. That's always been my favorite Pixar movie because superheroes. So we didn't get to Frozen, but then we watched Big Hero Six, and that was really enjoyable. Yeah, too. I still haven't seen Big Hero That's Six. Really, really good. It wasn't as as hit you in the feels as because well, I think Pixar tells better stories than even Disney does well that's the thing is Big Hero 6 and Frozen are Disney animation yep, yep, they're yep, not yep. Pixar right, right, right. I loved Frozen uh-huh. I thought it was great I love how they took the princess trope and like played with it and turned it around a lot like you know in the beginning like Anna and uh, Hans sing a song and then they're like we're in love we're gonna get married and Elsa like calls them out on it she's like you can't marry a man you just met <laughs> yeah. no, see I did see Frozen I love that movie yeah, yeah. I didn't see that either but I, I, I we're gonna we're gonna watch it at some point but, uh, <laughs> did, did you guys ever watch those how it should have ended videos on yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the how, she the goes Frozen. to the Xavier Institute <laughs> yeah. and then they all break out in a song and yeah. dance yeah. you see Hugh Jackman like stare at them and he does the final part and yeah. then he like looks at Iceman he's like ahem will never bother me <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah yeah so yeah I've been seeing a lot of the, the, the animated stuff that I've missed out on and, and uh, going to make more of a concerted effort I mean I'm, this year I'm making more of a concerted effort to just go to the goddamn movies you know because yeah. Because I should, I should be doing that. That's something yeah. I, that's something I used to live for. Yeah, it's and, just but, hard sometimes. Yeah. Well, well, the, the thing was, and I don't want to put blame or anything like that, but movies, because of Danny's kind of living situation before she and I met and moved in together, she couldn't afford to go to the movies, mm-hmm. so she never went, and that wasn't the thing that she did. Yeah. And since being with me, and it's only really been in the last year or two. I've been really kind of edging that back into a, this is the thing we do, and especially when you go to Costco and get two Edwards tickets for uh, sixteen dollars. Yeah, yeah, you can get two two cinema tickets for any time for sixteen bucks. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so cheap. So we go up and every time I go to Costco, I pick up more tickets, and so now we have an inexpensive thing. And I refuse to buy concessions at the movies. I'm oh, sorry yeah. that they need to make their money off or whatever, but I don't drink bottled water because I don't I don't think it's a thing that anybody should be doing. Right. So I always take in a bottle of water with me, and everything at the movies is crap. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to eat. I'm trying to eat better and eat you know more healthily and not eat, load up on sodium and crap every time all the time. So we take our own snacks and our own stuff in. We're smuggling in whatever, blah, blah, blah. but they don't have the, they don't have stuff that, that 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 we can eat. Well, like as a vegan, the only thing I can eat at the concession stand if they have it is Sour Patch Kids. Yeah. Yep. You know. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you might be able to get if they're not fried in lard. You might be able to get away with the nachos without the cheese. Yeah. You might be able to have some chips <laughs> if they're not fried in lard. Yeah. Or a pretzel. 
Or a pretzel. Yeah. But that's got egg. Nope, can't do pretzels. Oh, do pretzels Eggs. have egg? Oh, fuck. Yeah. The brown of the pretzel is egg. It that's varies from egg pretzel wash. to pretzel. Huh? It, it depends on That's like, true. There pretzel. are vegan pretzels. Yeah. They do. They. I don't know what the hell they cut them in. Because I know Wetzel's pretzels, as long as you tell them no butter, you know, it's not yeah. like a flavored one, you're in the clear. He's been vegan longer than I have. So, so Wetzel's pretzels yeah, don't use egg, egg coating on their, no. uh, as their shell on their uh, pretzels? No. Uh, they they use like a butter like to base it. But if you tell them, hey, I don't want butter, they won't put it, and then you're right. in the clear. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, the dark golden brown on the outside of a pretzel is generally usually egg, egg, egg yolk. Ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> no more pretzels for you. Yeah. I don't really eat pretzels all that often. But a lot of them now, we, we buy these pet pretzel chips, which is basically a pretzel that's been mashed and then baked. Mm-hmm. You take a pretzel and make it all pretty and then you squish it down. <laughs> so it makes these really thin chips. Yeah. And their coating is not egg, it's something else. It's some kind of soy or something or whatever. Nice. Right. Yeah. Those are delicious. I no. mean, it's it's so easy to vegan here in Los Angeles. It's so like, easy it's, to vegan. It's ridiculously easy. To be honest, it's Southern California in general, because like even me living out in the IE, I've been able to do it just fine. Yeah. Although for me, the big reason why it's so easy to do is not because like there's all these like vegans like oh my god animals. There's just a lot of Seventh Day Adventists. So, oh. so they live a strict vegetarian yeah, diet, yeah. and most of them just end up being vegan by default anyways. Mm. Some Seventh-day Adventists are, some are not. I have a, I have a good friend who's uh, Seventh-day, and he will eat meat. It's that they generally eat mostly vegetables, and one of their children is vegetarian, but they eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, cause there's, there's a couple of Seventh-day Adventists, like, grocery stores near me and some restaurants like even bakers like the big chain like right. most of the newer ones have ve- vegetarian menus which as long as there's no cheese on the item you can make it vegan sure sure, know, sure. So. Yeah. it's even easy out there <laughs> go southern california yeah, yeah. <laughs> no need to call the vegan police yeah <laughs> well maybe um, if you're drinking that soda Oh fuck! Oh, but okay. Here's the thing: is yeah, like soda, Phil that, is a vegan that. chef, and he brought that to. Me. He should know better because it had honey in it. Yeah, yeah. that's why it's not. Yeah, vegan. but he's a that's vegan. the thing is at the time I went back and I listened. And I'm like, it's like, well, let me read the ingredients. Is this not vegan? How's this? How is soda? How's cream right, soda? How not is vegan? soda not and vegan? And then I was reading, and I went right over Vermont honey, and I was like. And then I went. I went back and listened later. Oh yeah, honey, because it's made by me, so therefore I just like I I assumed because it was Phil, like it was totally fine. Again, he's a vegan chef. Like, why are you a vegan chef going to bring me something that's not vegan? Right, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't eat anything made by an animal from an animal yeah. involving an animal. Anyway. Animals can't look at it. Animals can't fart around it. This is vegan. No animal. No, no animals farted around in the production of this. Island. You, you watch yourself, Luna. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh oh, bed's not vegan. That was a butt meow. <laughs> She's knocked out. She's sleeping. Yeah. Well, she's had a long day of being cute and cuddling and yeah. overseeing you drilling things into the I wall. I have been drilling things. Hey, now. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, we have power tools. There's a huge bag right over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still getting the apartment together, like <laughs> putting up shelves and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like how it went from Wookiee to cat. <laughs> it's a Wookiee well, cat. like you do, like you do. Yeah, yeah. Once you go Wookiee, you never... You never want need a nookie? cookie. I don't know. You uh, always want nookie. That's true. That's true. Mm. It's kind of like death by snoo snoo. Once you start, you can't stop. <laughs> I was gonna date a Wookiee, but I'm sorry. I don't wear fur. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
we're at the... The worst thing about dating Wookiees is the shower drain the next morning. Oh my god. So when Keeps I was... Me Adreno. When I was in college and I was dating Nathan, um, I was over at their house one time and like their shower was just covered in hair. Like somebody, one of the roommates... Yeah, like either shaved a Wookiee or decided to shave everything. And it was like, it was nasty. Like you could tell like a lot of that was pubes too. Like it was so gross. Were they like but, Robin Williams Harry? Yeah, somebody must have been because, like, literally, like you could not see the bottom of the shower. It was all just like brown hair, and yeah, it was so gross. And so, like, yeah, yeah, your face is exactly how I felt. Like it was so gross. Yeah. Well, this is this is the same apartment. Do it over the trash can. (laughs) You sit on the edge of the tub. You put the trash can beneath your between your legs, your legs, your legs between your legs. You put the trash can on the floor between your legs, and you shave over that, and it all falls in there, and it's a way, and it's done. And then you, then yeah. you, you just sweep the floor, and you're good. Well, this is the same apartment where like these roommates decided that it would be an awesome idea to light the toilet seat on fire. Like, why? I don't know. Because they were college dudes. Like, like were they just like, did they just have to throw it out? And they're like, oh, let's just light it on No, fire. they left it there. Singed oh, okay. and everything. Yeah, because the only time we ever lit stuff on fire in college is when we didn't want to throw it away. <laughs> but like, yeah. Maybe they were sanitizing it? I don't know, but either way, I got a dry erase. I'm sorry, your injured toilet. Let me cauterize your wounds. <laughs> that's what they had to cauterize yeah. the wound. But either way, like, you know, I went over there and I looked in the shower and I'm like, oh, that's fucking nasty. Oh my God, so I just head took, hurts like, dumb. Yeah, I took, like, a dry erase marker and I was like, who fucking shaved a werewolf in here, you know? Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Art Aru, school. Werewolf's dorm room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I have a question. We talked about it a little bit earlier um, about the new Terminator. How do you two feel about that movie? Like, do you care at all? Is it like man over? And I now from YouTube, Bono, tell us about the new oh, the new the new Terminator film. It's just a great big corporate ploy to get money. <laughs> that was more Liverpool, wasn't it? Shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new Terminator. I'm fine with it uh, as long as Arnie's in it. I mean, the one with Christian Bale was no damn good. Um, no. Nope. <laughs> You know, I had it some moments, but you know, it wasn't up to par, Samuelson. Sorry. Yeah. I've been listening to Super Ego so much. <laughs> and that's speaking of getting love on Twitter, Super yeah. Ego, Mark McConville, or not McCarville, Jeremy Carter, uh, who's Shunt McGuppin, it, we're always, he's always liking and retweeting my stuff. I, I went to that Shunt McGuppin show at the Nerd Mill. Oh my god, it was so goddamn fun. And yes, Matt Gourley found a pair of powder blue bell bottoms to wear as, as, uh, as, uh, oh shit, what the hell's his character name? I don't remember now. Oh, anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, Super Ego, Shunt McGuppin, Shunt McGuppin, the journeyman, it's this like fake country man. He's like, yeah, yeah. Shunt McGuppin is like this washed up country singer from the 70s. And so now he's relegated to doing like, you know, car commercials and, and, you know, jingles for stores and stuff. And, he, he's he's just a filth monster and he, he can't ever just sing something nice and straight and clean like a regular good wholesome country song <laughs> he always has to throw titties or vagina or something in there and makes him just stop stop recording you know yeah. 
Um, but anyway, it's it's seeing them live. It was and seeing them after the the thing. They gave me a free CD, and, and it was just seeing that. And the Nerd Melt is just so much such a fun show. Yeah, One yeah. of my major major goals for this summer is to go see Greg Proops do Smartest Man in the World podcast. Yeah. at, at uh, uh, Nerd Melt. Well, yeah. uh, Amy Schumer was just at yeah. Nerd Melt, and well, she, was at, she, was at, she was at the Meltdown show. Uh, yeah, because it's like it's the Nerdist Theater instead of this different show. So is that yeah, new yeah. that new episode that just aired the the one. Oh, actually, no. It's it's airing on the thirtieth. It's airing. What's today's date? Today's the twenty eighth. So, to Tuesday night. This Tuesday night uh, is the return of the of the meltdown with with the Jonah and Kumail. Jonah and Kumail. Yeah. 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 Um. So she was there as like the special guest this week, oh. and then I d- I went to one of the tapings, so I'll be on one of the episodes. Cool. Cool. Nice. Cool. But yeah, like uh, it's yeah. always fun. I think the, the 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 comedian that was there ended up like. Doing some weird bit where she yeah. like rubbed her like boobs in my face as was singing about like taking dicks. It was interesting. Was that Amy Schumer or somebody? No, else? no, this is someone else. Oh, okay. I forget what her name is. Oh, hey, enjoy the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the lyrics to the song. I can no. Google it and I'll show you later. Because yeah. Amy Schumer did a thing in a press, or she did some kind of uh, speech. She gave some. Acceptance she won an speech. award, right? Yeah. She gave an acceptance speech and said that I'm. I'm, I'm 160 pounds, and I can catch a dick whenever I want. Catch a dick yeah. Whenever what I award want. did yeah. she win? Huh? Um, something for like feminism in the media. Oh, or, like, something, yeah, 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 something like yeah. that. No, the, the few episodes of the Amy Schumer show that we've watched, I've, I've enjoyed. Yeah. Because I'd never, I, you know, I'm a fan of Amy Schumer, but a lot of my friends are like, oh yeah, the show's not that good. Her stand up is awesome, so I just never watched it. And oh she, no, and the, and the, season three has been uh, phenomenal. Not out and, of and, and then she was like, your friends are dumb. And we watched it, and I was like, all right, yeah, my, your my, friends, my friends are dumb. They are like the show's some, great. Some of them are dumb. Not all of them, but yeah, the well, ones who spoke ill of the show are done. There was a new episode, there was a, bit, a little bit of a hiatus, and there was a new episode oh, the this Princess Sunday. One? Yeah, the Princess yeah, yeah. One. And, uh, and then I watched uh, Another Period after right after that, which is a new show with, it's uh, Natasha Leggero and um, uh, Ricky Lindholm of Garfunkel and Oates. Yeah. Uh, and of being naked in horror movies, um, <laughs> uh, which she jokes about all the time. Yeah. Um, but, and it's really funny, it's like this period, <laughs> period, it's this, um, it's a show about a rich family that lives in New England uh, in 1902, and it's like all the foibles of disease and blah blah blah. And it's got it's got so many people in that show. It's <laughs> Natasha Leggero and Ricky Lindholm and Michael Ian Black and Tom uh, Tom Lennon and uh, um, Christina Hendricks is in it. Oh, and nice. Fucking, and, it's it's weird and it's funny and it's um, there's all these great all these it's basically everybody's comedic friends and they're all just yeah, yeah. playing these weird parts some playing servants and some playing aristocrats and and it's just it's just crazy it's just crazy and weird yeah. and really really funny well another like you know girl power comedy show that I love is Broad City. If you guys aren't watching that, like, you need to get on that. It's yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. I've seen, like, the, some of the online stuff, but I haven't actually watched the Comedy Central. Yeah. Well, like, because it's on Comedy Central, right? What I think is dumb is a lot of people are like, oh, it's just, like, girls. And I'm like, this is nothing, nothing like, like girls. girls. This is, like, leagues above yeah, girls yeah, and yeah, anything yeah, yeah, that yeah, Lena yeah, Dunham yeah. has done. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And so much more of a comedic vein, not dramedy. It's so yeah. much more. Yeah. And I love the fact that Hannibal Burris is one of their boyfriends. Yeah. I love, I love <laughs> Hannibal. Yeah. Love Hannibal Burris. Yeah. Uh, Some of the Meltdown show once. It's perfect. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to. I, we used to. We were going to a fair number of meltdown shows a few years back before the series started, and um, we had to stop going because we moved back up to uh, Valencia, and um, that, God, that was, was three, three and a half years ago now. Yeah. So that was a while ago. But I'm really wanting to get back into comedy, and I obviously really need to get back into doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. You're need, hilarious. Need, thank you. Need <laughs> to get back into uh, you know back on stage talking about you know the difference between gym class now and gym class when I was a kid, and uh, in front of people who aren't eating pizza. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but yeah, my, I want to go more comedy shows. Yeah. I need to inject more comedy. I've been listening to nothing but Super Ego. Yeah. And if you haven't heard Super Ego, go superego.com. You can download episodes. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, and it's. It's just one of the funniest, most filthy things you'll ever hear in your whole fucking life. Yeah. Well, what I think is great about Amy Schumer is, you know, like, it's a lot of feminism, but again, she's hiding that feminist medicine in a really funny, delicious piece of cheese. Yeah. yeah. I was at a house party last night, and I was talking about Amy Schumer, and this, like, bro-bro-bro who had previously been saying, like, dumb stuff about Mad Max and how he didn't like it because too many women and blah, blah, blah jumped in our conversation about Amy Schumer and he's like, yeah, she's hilarious, I love it. And like, he's the person who needs that feminist medicine the yes, most. Yes, you know? yes, yes, yes. Well, it's kind of like we were talking about like Don John is feminist 101 for, for douchebags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a guy at work and he uh, very, very misogynistic and uh, talking about how he used to love Amy Schumer and now season three is awful and blah, blah, blah. Uh. It's like, you just don't get it. And he's, yeah. he's the one I had to, you know, school, and although he didn't really learn anything, he got an F still. <laughs> I had to school him on, on you know, marriage equality and stuff like that. And it's yeah. just, I just, yeah. I mean, we're, we are making progress, and that's the thing we have to keep holding on to right, is, is right. the fact that these little steps, these little victories, yeah. I mean, it's it's a step in the right direction. Well, again, like, as somebody who's been an activist, like, as far back as I can remember, because I grew up in a family of activists, like, activist burnout is a real thing. Like, you know, I can stop and celebrate the victory of the Supreme Court's gay marriage decision, and then, you know, on Monday, still keep going in terms of, like, uh, gay rights. Like, there's still states where people can legally sure. be fired for being sure. gay. And, yeah, like, sure. I still am going to care about that fight, but give me a minute, even if it's just a minute of self-care to celebrate, you know? I saw Chris uh, had posted, uh, Chris Murphy had posted a, uh, a post on uh, Facebook that they were up with. Uh, they were walking out in a park wearing a t-shirt that said uh, legalized gay yeah. and a group of women came by and 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 one of them said uh, said oh that's legal now isn't it and uh, Chris said well we've got a long way to go though I mean this is yeah. just marriage we've got a lot of way to go and they're like yeah we do yeah that's good yeah we, we got more yeah. things to do and they were all laughing and made happy and it's like yeah that's good yeah. you know it's nice when normals can be nice you know yeah normals. exactly <laughs> basics Basics make them sound like different, like Pokemon types. Like they're basics, you know. We're we're dark types. <laughs> so what other kind of what other kind of stuff are you into besides punk music? Oh, um, you know, that's your real kind of that's that's the real with... thing. Comic books are have always been huge. Uh, wrestling is a huge part of my life. Uh-huh. I actually just went to a local promotion uh, show uh, on Friday night. Cool. They're they're called PWG Pro Wrestling Gorilla, and they actually um, they do is that sh- Gorilla or Gorilla. Get, get okay. And they do shows uh, about once a month out in Reseda. They do at the Foreign Legion uh, Hall out there, and it's really fun. Uh, tickets are about like forty-ish dollars, 
And uh, what they do is they pretty much fill up that place to capacity and throw on about eight matches a night. And it's pretty much like the best talent you're going to find as far as professional wrestling goes across like the globe. Cool. And cool. Uh, so this Friday's and show. all the pomp and the circumstance and the oh yeah and the, and the sweating and the blood and the, the, ba- the baby oil and the, the spandex and, and yeah. the grappling over a belt. Nice, you nice. know. And um, so like this Friday was like the, one of their theme shows. It's called Mystery Vortex, and essentially you don't know who's going to be there until the actual day of the event. Right. So it's like the wrestlers don't even know who they're fighting and so it's like the gimmick is that hey we're so cool we can sell out a show when nobody knows who's going to be there right, right. and then their, their next big major thing is in August uh, it's called the Battle of LA where they have 26 different competitors compete for a title shot so cool. that should be fun we've got a we've got an old friend of uh, Danny's who who is in the her and her, her, her fiance are into wrestling Ray's? Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but now they, are they still raised. into it? Oh, or? they're, they're okay. doing it. Like, oh. every weekend, they're driving to some shithole to go <laughs> throw chairs at each other, you know? Yeah, and, and, and dude, Raze is a really, in a like, ring amazing wrestler. In the basement wrestler. of a Knights of Columbus Hall or whatever, you know? They're yeah. doing the real deal. Well, she's uh, she's old-school Brute Squad, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yep, from yep, the goth yep. scene. She's one of the originals. Yeah. Danny, Danny, Gina, and I don't remember who else, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ruby Rays is her uh, her wrestling name, and, and she's, she's a, a villain. Character, oh, so. She's a heel. Yeah, she, <laughs> I was telling her all my favorite wrestlers are heels. I like the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do what it takes to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's always posting pictures of her just this makeup all fucked up and just hair and oh, one you, tit hanging out. You, you know, know what was the best? Uh, Mary was asking around like, what's the best uh, eyeliner like to stay on all night? And you know, everyone's like, oh, try this, try that. And then Ray's gets on there. She's like, well, I use Urban Decay like when I'm wrestling and it stays on all night. Like Done. while I'm Sold. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Mary's like. Finally, an endorsement I can get behind. If it'll stay on for wrestling, it'll stay on for dancing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All the grappling is good. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna, we're trying to we're trying now that we're now that the move's done. Now that we're you know kind of climbing out of house brokenness, we're trying to get to where we're going out a couple times a month again. Yeah, more regularly. I really want to start going. I out love the seeing you yeah, and Danny yeah, out at the yeah, clubs. Yeah. Like it's always a delight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's on my list. <laughs> well, you should come down to one of the PWG shows, and you can and you can see Sophia Vergara and Al Seed from True Blood in the front row. I'm <laughs> not a wrestling person. <laughs> I, uh, it it's not not for me. I uh, I grew up watching um, uh, 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 ASW uh, in the late seventies. Okay, before so, so w- back in the territory days before WWF. This is pre oh, yeah. WWF All Star Wrestling. It was all the same guys, same announcer guy with the mustache guy, <laughs> and uh, you know Hulk Hogan and and. Jimmy, the, Jesse, the body, Ventura, and uh, um, ha- uh, no, that that was later. Um, um, hold on, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Iron Sheik, um, all those guys who win, wound up being the superstars of yeah. of world of uh, world WWF. They were all in the ASA ASW uh, All Star Wrestling circuit before that. So we were watching that in the seventies. We used to watch it. It was on. It wasn't even on a network. It, it was, was on, on public access. On, no, it was on. Yeah, we didn't have public access in Denver, but we had. A local independent channel, and they they played that, and you you could see it on Sunday mornings at about ten o'clock. We would watch it with the sound off and do our own do our own uh, uh, um, like just commentary. commentary. Yeah, yeah. But I, I and then there was the big wrestling boom of the eighties with all the WWF stuff, 
and I it it never it never kind of sailed over my head. It was uh, understandable. I never I was never really that drawn to major displays of machismo as a boy as a young boy because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm a little bit of a girl as I've said before I'm what did, what did Chris call me heteroflexible yeah heteroflexible um, you know my you know my son just came out on Facebook oh no way he totally just came out on Facebook I was so happy for that's him that's awesome and Mary was the first person to uh, to um uh, comment and said you know you're supported and all oh, that yeah. was so nice I don't think um, I have uh, Trevor on my Facebook so I didn't see it but yeah. awesome yeah. welcome welcome to the bisexual club yeah yeah there you it's go it's pretty great here yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway as a kid I did like G.I. Joe but my G. favorite G. but my favorite character was Scarlet yeah, yeah. so I did I wasn't quite girly to be into My Little Pony because that was a little bit too little kid for me at about mm-hmm. 13 yeah. when the first time it was coming around. I did like the Transformers. I liked G.I. Joe but that kind of faded pretty quickly. But the things that I were into was things like Gotcha Man, like Sandy Frame Presents Battle of the Planets. Yeah. And I always liked Electric Woman and Dinah Girl. I always liked, you know, I liked educational stuff mm-hmm. but I liked Doctor Who. There's things that, so the wrestling thing always seemed I, I really didn't like sports. I didn't like boxing. I didn't like anything that was male aggression oriented. Yeah. And so wrestling to me epitomized that. And so it, yeah. it wasn't my thing. So that's why. That's I, understandable. That's why I, I wasn't into it. Right. But I think it's great. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I'm glad that it's still kind of happening, and then people are, you know, these big stadium things, and 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 these littler, smaller leagues and stuff are going on, and I think that's really cool. And I know that I get the whole kind of aesthetic and and thing behind it, the kind of like, uh, you know, kind of uh, grassroots level kind of support for it, and I get that kind of underground thing. Um, and that you know, yeah, it's just kind of a show, but it's kind of like this unique thing, and <laughs> and it, it's a thing that really isn't. It, it's geared. It's it's, an, it's a niche thing. It's another. It it's totally another is. thing for people to be nerdy about, and I think that's yeah. always great that there's there that, that we have so many choices for media and entertainment that everybody can. And now everything's fractured into all these little niche niche fandoms that everybody can find a thing that they can get behind. Oh, totally. So that's yeah. cool. I just find it funny that it's like two oiled up like macho dudes totally. fighting over a belt and it's a, a nice purse. Belt. And it's a briefcase. It's we a purse. This. It is a purse. They are fighting over a belt and a purse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean you could you could see that at Macy's the day after Christmas. <laughs> Black Friday. <laughs> There's too much clothes. Yeah. You know, like I want them just in the little little undies. You know, Oh, wow. Oh, you're Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. 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 So that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so you like wrestling and you like uh, punk music, anything else? And comic books. Yeah, comic books. What's your big big top five heroes, titles, that kind of thing? Active series right now, I think they're almost like all image books, is that like Saga... Uh, is of course Saga. is amazing. Uh, I haven't read the latest issue. It's actually in my backpack, but I, I have that. Um, sex criminals is I've heard fucking of a lot phenomenal. Of stuff about sex criminals. Like, have, yeah. have you at least? I haven't read it yet. I mean, the premise of that story is basically uh, they start off with one female character, and she realizes that every time she orgasms, time stops. 
That's a pretty amazing power. Well, yeah. And then, so she, you know, she, like, tries to, to like, live Time life. kind of stops for me. <laughs> like, she's dealing with it, and so, she, you know, she, like, lives her life, like, sleeping with, like, various adults or masturbating. It's like, time stops until one day she, like, meets this guy at a party, and when they both climax at the same time, she's like, wait, how are you moving? And he's like, how are you moving? And she realizes <laughs> they both have the same power. Okay. And so she works in the library, and uh, how does they, time start going again? Once you're, once you're, like, I guess, good to go again. Like, if you're good to go for another round, then it starts up again. So time stops for an hour or so. It it it, it, depends, it depends, but yeah, it's a decent amount of length, and so. She so works you can go and commit crimes yeah. while time is stopped. Well, they but, commit they commit crimes for a good reason. But what if like you're good to go like right after? Like there've been times where like I've done it and then I've like rolled over and looked at my partner. It's like, "So, uh, round 2?" As I'm saying, the, the length of time varies. <laughs> okay. It just really depends on what Matt Fraction wants to write. Mm. So essentially she's working at a library, they're not making ends meet, they need to like pay off all this debt. So they start robbing banks to pay for the money until they get on. And of the course, r- because time is stopped, they can move. They can move. They're so fast that they can't be picked up on cameras yeah. and whatever. Basically, as far as everyone else is concerned, they never came and went. Something just disappears in front of yes. them or whatever. Okay. And then, then eventually, they get on the radar of the sex police, though. Oh. So there are these people who like make sure you don't commit crimes because they have the exact same ability. And I don't want to give away too much beyond that because it starts getting crazier. Okay. Okay. Um. So that one's great. Sex police. Yeah, the, um, the playing, current... That, playing the side stage at Coachella. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. 2016. Uh, Steve Jones. And Steve Jones, Sting, and, <laughs> and Stuart... And, uh, I, I would Stuart I would watch that. Stuart Copeland. <laughs> but, um, the sex police. What's it called? The current Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic book put out by IDW oh, is... Nice, nice. Yeah, that's... That's something I remember when the first uh, TMNT came out, the Eastman and Laird Black that was and like White 84. books. Yeah, yeah. And I had a friend who had all of those. I think they got destroyed in a flood or fire or something. But he wound up losing all his comics, or his parents sold them for pennies or whatever. But uh, yeah, he had all those original Black and White Eastman and Laird books, yeah. and now they're worth. Yeah, like, I have, like, reprints of, like, the first couple volumes, so I've read them, but I don't have anything I have collected volumes, like, the first four collected volumes in color, or the black and white. Yeah, so, like, the the current series is, um, it's, um, Eastman working with, I think, Tom Duncan, and so that's actually almost to the end of its run, it's only got, like, four or five issues left, but it's been going since 2011, and just what's going on with that is so nuts. Um, it's, yeah, they pay a lot of homage to like all the previous incarnations, whether it be movies, cartoons, or just anything else, while still crafting an original story. And uh, they've even been able to bring a lot of strong female characters, both new and old. And so you have Shredder's granddaughter, uh, Karai is someone. You have Alpex, who is um, a mutant, like uh, like I guess Snow Wolf or Snow Fox. And then you have Angel, who's like who was the leader of the Purple Dragons until she got ousted. But huh. you know, she, well, she's she's like the best because right now she's got like this crazy like super armor with like like that gives her like telekinetic like kind of powers. Oh, nice! She fucks shit up. Nice. Um, I'm not familiar with that character. She's a new one created just for this book, but her origins date back to the 2003 cartoon series because she's literally the oh, Purple yeah. Dragons which right. is where they got introduced. Was that the 3D animated one? No, that's the one before. It's okay, the one that okay. was on Fox. Ah, okay, okay. okay yeah, okay. which in my opinion was the best out of all the oh, Turtles. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So I watched the 80s Turtles yeah. and, and uh, all the movies in the 90s and stuff. Yeah. But, yes. but yeah, TMNT came out. I mean, and there were those of us who knew about it before it was ever a thing that became a yeah. movie or a, or a TV show. 
and uh, um, yeah, yeah. Then there was a whole bunch of uh, animal anthropomorphic animal comics that came out around that time, like Time Beavers and <laughs> Time and, Beavers. What was the name of that that samurai rabbit? Oh, Usagi Ojimbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that wasn't that yeah. wasn't. It was definitely like very um, anthropomorphic. That one is really cool. It says Stan Sakai's book, and it's mm-hmm. like. It's pretty much like the stories of feudal Japan as right. told by, like, woodland creatures. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. And uh, there was even some crossovers with Usagi, Ojimbo, um, and, like, the turtles, like, in just so many different mediums. Right. I'm actually kind of bummed that he never made an appearance in this current comic book. What was the, the one book with the with the rhino with the helmet? Um, shit. Are you sure you're not just thinking of uh, Rocksteady? No, 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 no. This, I, was a, this was a different book. It was another... It was like a... It grew the wanderer. It was it was around that time though. It was around the the that eighties time. But there was a there was a uh, uh, a big rhino with a with a helmet, uh, like a barbarian type character. It, it doesn't sound familiar, but yeah. it sounds like and I need like to find little, out. It was like a little hedgehog sidekick or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. I, somebody's probably screaming it. If anybody's listening, um, <laughs> so Google it. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that was around the time too. There were, like I said, there were lots of anthropomorphic characters, you know, around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also around that time, uh, Evan Dorkin was doing um, uh, uh, pirate, pirate planet, pirate core, pirate core, and milk and cheese, and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, well, there were also a lot of uh, anthropomorphic cartoons coming out, like in the early nineties. Like there like was Street bi- Sharks. I was just about to say Street Sharks oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Biker and Mice from Mars. But that had yeah. been happening since the once 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 the kids in the seventies and early eighties got tired of watching everything from the sixties. Hanna Barbera stepped up their production and started making new stuff. And a lot yeah. of the stuff they had was all this weird mashup stuff of anthropomorphic characters. Cause Scooby could be anthropomorphic at times, walk on hind legs and kind of spoke, blah, blah, blah. But then you had sh- characters that were out and out just, just, like Jabberjaw, yeah, and and characters like that, and then they had also had. Um, uh, now I just lost it, but they they did a bunch of there was a bunch of stuff in the in the seventies and early eighties before a lot of that that was uh, they'd always been doing anthropomorphic characters, yeah. you know. Hell, even in the sixties, uh, uh, Deputy Dog and uh, uh, was it Hong the Kong Pink Panther? Or was Hong that, Kong yeah. was uh, was six late sixties. Number one super dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With, uh, voiced by Scatman Brothers. One um, um, cartoon from the '90s that I loved as a kid was Pirates of Darkwater. Mm, oh yeah, my god, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was See, amazing. See, that sounds familiar, but yeah. I can't recall any memories. <laughs> like, yeah. what channel was it on, or like, what did it like? Uh, it was on in the it was morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, and it was at like 7 a.m. This was back when I could actually wake up at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was made by the same company that produced Gem. Yeah. Uh, I okay. want to say maybe. Yeah. Um, it wasn't Lou Scheimer. It wasn't Filmation. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a different production. It was. I never watched it was also it, so. nice too because all the main characters were like vaguely ethnic. Like they had dark yeah. skin yeah. and yeah, everything. Yeah. So that Captain was nice. Planet, I think, was the same. Oh, Captain, Captain Planet, Planet was amazing. <laughs> well, I remember the, it went and ran for what, like five seasons ish. Yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was great. I remember the last two seasons though. They had the, the guy from the B fifty twos do the theme song. Oh really? You, remember, you don't remember when they 
they changed it. Fred Schneider. Yeah, and it became like the new Adventures of Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. And like they got like the darker animation and like, yeah. like had like the more real storylines. I oh. love the comparisons between the kids from Magic School Bus and the kids from, from uh, Captain Planet. From Captain Planet. Yeah. It's like it's the same kids, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Well one nineties cartoon that is being remade currently is Reboot. Like that was oh, one wow. of the first uh, CG animated cartoons ever. Mm. Okay. I don't remember that. That's completely off my radar. I remember oh, wow. Reboot. It was like the dealing with like computer viruses. Yeah, and stuff. they were like it was these programs in the computer. Like they were basically uh, the AI in oh. video games, and like it was their job to defeat the user because every time the user won, it would like hurt all the other programs in the computer. Uh. So they were like, you know, we're guarding like the safety of the digital city and blah blah blah. You know, um, and it was like from an animation standpoint, like, a real jump, because, again, this was, like, the first CG animated cartoon, huh. like, on the air, and this was huh. in, like, 92, 93, huh. before, like, anybody even knew what CG animation was. Yeah. Um, and I think there were, like, four seasons of it. Um, it ran for a while, but I just read somewhere that they're remaking it, so... They're rebooting Reboot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wow. think Reboot followed, like, the, uh, the wannabe, like, Ultraman American series. Yeah. It was, like... It was it was it was one of the Lawrence brothers. There's lots of video game cartoons in the eighties yeah. and nineties. There was a there was a, a very brief Legend of Zelda. There was all the Pac Man. Excuse yeah. me, princess. Yeah. Oh, there like, was the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. Yeah, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. There was Mario yeah. Brothers. There yeah. Was, there was actually a Mario Brothers live action hosted show. Yeah. There was wow. like a whole bunch of video game cartoons all hosted yeah. by the Mario. Be like brothers. my little bambinos or something. And like I think that. I want to say the Mario Brothers were. Captain Lou Albano and uh, uh, Joe Flaherty. I want to say that's who that was. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but I think that's who that was. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My favorite cartoon, though, from my childhood, Sailor Moon. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I mean, Cat. Yeah. <laughs> kind of gave it away. The big, the big cartoons I watched growing up was a lot of the Saturday morning stuff, all the Batman, and, and I watched Oh, a lot Batman of, the Animated Series! No, 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 well, this is before that. This is 70s, oh, so this okay. was the, the 60s holdover Batman, gotcha. where Ted Knight was doing a whole bunch of the voices. Mm-hmm. Then there was the the Lou Scheimer filmation Batman and Robin that were voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward. Okay. Um, and then uh, Ted Knight did a whole bunch of those voices as yeah. well. Um, and then... Um, there was all the live action stuff in the late seventies, yeah. uh, the Sid and Marty Croft stuff, uh, Electro Woman, Dinah Girl, Captain Cool, and the Kongs, yeah. Rod, Space Nuts, and all those uh, Doctor Shriek, Doctor Shriek, yeah. Um, and there was like the Bionic Man, the Bionic Woman. Those are primetime shows. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the, my favorite. I mean, my I think the the cartoon that stands out the most from when I was a kid was. Battle of the Plants because I used to get up at six a.m. to watch that before <laughs> I would get ready for school. Six a.m. Yeah. Rough. Well, yeah. yeah. When you're, you know, when you're twelve or whatever. Yeah. It's dedication. Yeah, dedication. Yeah. Uh, Batman the animated series and well, more so Bruce yeah. Timm's uh, yeah. character design style had a huge influence on me artistically yeah. because to this day I still can't draw women without that like cat's eye eyeliner. Sure, sure. And sure. at first I thought it was like oh just my goth girl like sensibilities, but like no, it's. Seeing all those Bruce yeah, Tim, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Bruce Tim, Baldini. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that was my very first tattoo was Batman in the animated series. Yeah, I got that. They released DC Comics released a uh, um, an art gallery one shot issue art gallery, 
1990, six months before the animated series came out, and it had the logo for the animated series as one page. Yeah. And I got that as my first tattoo. Oh, wow. And that was such a great show. I mean, the writing on it was perfect. Yeah. And uh, if you ever read, like, the style guy, they, like, put such specific oh, notes yeah. Oh, yeah. There. It was it's intense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And those those episodes, I mean, those those first three seasons... They still hold up. Like, I still rewatch them. And it's them. some of the best Batman anything ever Well, made. because it's the most compassionate Batman, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. He yeah. genuinely cares about, like, helping rehabilitate all the yeah. supervillains. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Wait, like, do you, do you guys ever listen to the... Uh, was it the Arkham Files podcast? No. It's a it's a podcast dedicated it, uh, to exp- like having a psychological perspective on every single episode of Batman the Animated Series, hosted oh. by like Doctor Andre Letamendi, who who is a psychologist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's really. I've, I've it, met her before. She's a friend of Kim's. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's a great show. So if you like Batman the Animated Series, definitely recommend that. Okay. Because you will learn a lot. Um, yeah. Well, that is just cool. Really revisiting these episodes and thinking about what was going on that in society at that time, and yeah. there's everything that went into it, and even kind of how it holds up today. So cool, yeah, cool. Definitely check out that one. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we've been chatting for an hour and a half. Uh, where can people find you online? Find me at Twitter at Wacky Mondo W A C K Y M O N D O. Uh, personal Facebooks there. Same thing uh, on Instagram is Wacky Mondo, and then on Tumblr, Mondo's Music Box. Although I don't really do use Tumblr too much, I mostly just read and I'll like people's shit and cool. like, reblog it. Cool. Yeah, you can find me at kittybrowndesigns.com. That's where all my graphic design stuff lives. I'm on Facebook as Kitty Brown, and I'm on Twitter as Kitty Brown. So. Go check it out. <laughs> cool. I'm at St. Michael on Twitter. That's S-A-Y-N-T-M-Y-K-L. You can find us online as Something2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook and Google+. Check out our blog and listen to past episodes on WordPress. Email us at Something2XP at gmail.com. And remember, please be kind. You've just listened to the Something Something Experience podcast with your hosts, Michael John Simpson and Kitty Brown. Something 2XP was conceived and produced by Michael John Simpson. Intro music, Ways to Change Faces, and outro music, Scorpio 37, was written, produced, and provided by the talented Sebastian Ciceri. You can find us everywhere online as Something 2XP. Please subscribe and review us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and WordPress. Please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and Google+. Email us at something2xp at gmail.com. We invite your feedback. Please be kind.